Welcome to Traders Corner. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, it's not exactly pullback time on the S&P 500, but uh, there does appear to be a bit of consolidation, which might be hopeful for us um, in particular. It's possible, yes. Um, the the S&P 500 has begun to see a little bit more volatility creeping into it over the last week or two than what we've seen previously. And also, if you have a look at this chart, um, I've highlighted this upward channel that's been intact for the last well, what, two or three months, and that channel is now actually broken to the downside, mm. which is not necessarily an all-fall-down kind of a scenario, but it indicates that the market has gone into a phase of consolidation. You can see the negative divergence, which I had highlighted on previous shows, which basically says that your RSI is making a lower high than what it was on the previous attempts and yet the price of the index it was making higher highs and all that tells you is that the, the the upward momentum is slowing down and usually that sort of setup does precede a bit of a pullback or a bit of a consolidation so it seems we are in that consolidation mode at the moment how deep it is is anybody's guess yeah. is it going to be <coughs> just a sideways type of consolidation or is it going to be something like what we saw back in august where it pulls back um what, what did it pull back there about 70 odd points on the S&P 500, um, you know, we, we, it remains to be seen. But in terms of how we are positioned, we do have an option structure. It's a put spread structure which runs out until the 15th of December. You can see the payoff of that structure on the right hand side over there. Below 2560, that structure would make money for us, and down at 2500 or below, that's where we would make our maximum profit on that structure. So, you know, it's not far away from there. We're about. Uh, 20 points above that level at the moment in terms of where the S&P futures are trading. So it's not impossible that we might still see a bit of profit on this, but it obviously depends on how things play out in the month to come. Yeah, I mean, it would be marvelous to finally get um, one of these structures in the money mm. um, and to close it out that way. Um, the local market, on the other hand, is going sort of gangbusters, but really it's largely thanks to NASPAS and actually, well, a few resources stocks, but NASPAS is really what's hoisting us up. Yeah, I mean, NASPAS is, is just incredible. It's now close to 25% of the weighting of the top 40 index. So, you know, of this rally that we've had since June, where the market's up about 10,000 points, um, I would hazard a guess that probably four or 5,000 of those points have been attributed to NASPAS alone. Um, and obviously there have been other contributors. We've seen Richemont doing quite well. And then BHP, Billiton and Anglos have come to the party uh, as heavyweight stocks. But by and large, it's really been NASPAS that's been the major driving force behind this rally in the market. Yeah, naturally, we're kicking ourselves because you did own NASPAS mm. for one brief glorious moment yeah, earlier this in year. In hindsight, we should have just bought it and held it and yeah. gone and gone sat, on on, sat on the corner <laughs> until the end of the year. It would have been better for us. But anyway, that's easy in hindsight, isn't it? Uh, last week when we were on the show, I pointed out the fact that the top 40 future was making this bull flag type of pattern and that we would need to see which, which way it would break, whether it broke to the upside. It did break out. On Friday last week, it broke out above 54,000, which is a bullish break. And that validates that bull flag structure. And that now, you know, in strict technical terms, that flag actually points to a target of about 56,000 okay. on the top 40 future. When I left my office just now, it was at about 55,300. So it still is powering ahead. You can see that there's been a gap up today. So uh, that gap means that there was 
was obviously from yesterday's closing price to this morning's opening price, there was a big gap up. That's because Naspers was, uh, sorry, Tencent was up a lot in Hong Kong this morning. And obviously when our market opened, then Naspers catches up. Yeah. So you get that big gap up. And, and, and one could argue, is that possibly an exhaustion gap? Um, I've made those sort of calls on previous occasions during this rally uh, and the, the pullbacks have been very, very shallow. So we'll, we'll see, it remains to be seen. But I mean, this market is pretty stretched at the moment. And also, if you look at the share price chart of Naspers itself, it's kind of going vertical now, almost like it's at a blow off type of move. So, you know, not that I'm likely to want to stand in its way, but I'm just saying that it's had a massive run over the last few days since it's since 10 cents results. Yeah. And um, you, you know, I, I, my, my sense is that chasing it at these levels is probably not advisable. But having said that, the momentum is up. We respect it and don't stand in its way. Yeah. And don't certainly don't short it, which maybe is also what's, I don't know, driving things. Um, Garth, so we've got a few trades to, to uh, open, well, recent trades to discuss and then getting to this week's trade. Uh, Exaro today actually is having a very good session. So are you still in this in this one? Yes, I am. It has been a little bit of a bumpy ride along the way, but... Um, but we still are in it. So the, the share price of Xara, the chart is up on the screen at the moment. What I'd highlighted two weeks ago when we did this trade was the fact that the price had been consolidating in a sideways range between 140 Rand and 150 Rand. And the fact that that sideways consolidation was within a broader rising trend, the likelihood was that it was going to break to the upside and that a bullish break above 150 Rand per share would probably see it moving on to 160 and possibly even higher. So it's actually today it's making that move finally through 150 Rand. There have been a couple of times over the past week where it's flirted with that stop loss at 145. Mm. I've kind of left it just because it's, it hasn't gone a long, a long way below 145 when it has gone below. And we took only a 1% portfolio risk on this trade, which effectively gives me a little bit more wiggle room than, uh, you know, th th than ordinarily would be the case. So I have stuck with it and I'm glad that I have because it looks as if it's now starting to move in the right direction today. And it's moving up beyond that 150 Rand resistance level. And so you would still have a target of 160 Rand? Yeah, 160 definitely. And, and quite possibly more because that sideways consolidation now is quite long in terms of it's the base that it's built there so you know 160 rand would be an initial target but i wouldn't be too surprised if it even went beyond that level okay last week so that's trade is is working out last week's trade didn't work out and it was a short call on barclays africa in particular mm. um and also i suppose an exploitation of of fears that the banks um would be knocked by an expected um credit downgrades yeah. on friday mm. but Weirdly enough, the banks have been quite strong. They have been quite strong, and that's caught me by surprise, actually. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh, when we look at the share price graph of Barclays, you can see that it's been you know, making lower highs and lower, well, lower highs mostly over the last couple of months. Um, my sense was that this area around 145 Rand, where the downtrend resistance comes in, would act as resistance, and the stock would struggle at that le level, and that it would begin to break down below the bottom of this rising channel, or that's almost like a bear flag type of structure. And I was expecting it to break to the downside and go down towards 136 Rand. Uh, in an in a environment where you're expecting a ratings downgrade, uh, that 
to me makes logical sense, but sometimes logical sense and what actually happens in the market is not always the same thing. And that's why we have stop losses. And unfortunately, that's what's happened this week. Mm. We have been stopped out. I went short last week of a 355 CFDs at a price of 143 Rand 90. The stop loss there was 147 Rand, which effectively meant that it needed to go and take out this downtrend quite convincingly. It has done that for two days in a row. It's closed above 147 Rand. So I've exited the trade, closed out to 147 Rand 80, and that means that we lost 1,593 Rand on that trade after all costs are taken into consideration. Yeah. So not the end of the world, but a little bit disappointing nevertheless. I mean, that works out at about 1.5% of our portfolio uh, risk. I suppose it'll be really frustrating if they do collapse in a heap um, come, uh, well, maybe this Friday or, or next week uh, because the ratings decisions are made on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Yeah, it'll so be made on Friday the 24th this Friday um, after the markets have closed. So the likelihood is that the markets would probably only react to that on Monday morning, yeah. which is what, 24th, 25th, the 26th of uh, 27th of, <laughs> of November. Um, is, is when we would get the, the reaction. So yeah, it would be frustrating, but anyway, you know what, it's one of those things in trading, sometimes you've got to take the small losses when they are there yeah. and, and admit when you're wrong. Mm. Okay, so leading us up to this week, um, and you're looking at Kumba Iron Ore, and Kumba has, you know, unfortunately, like you almost think, why didn't you buy it in September, Garth? Because it's, it's had a phenomenal run. But um, do you think there's more legs to this? Well, yes. In the short term, it certainly looks like there is more to go on the upside here. Uh, so here's a recent share price graph of Kumba Iron Ore. It's only over the last three months or so. And you can see the shares have done very well. It's gone from what two, just above 200 Rand to where it is now, 300. So. 50% up in a three-month space. But the momentum certainly is very much to the upside here. You can see the upward trend clearly evident over there. And what's happened over the last two weeks is there's a bull flag type of consolidation which has formed. And the move above 300 Rand here is bullish. And that points to a, a, another leg to the upside. So you typically take the height of that flagpole structure, which is from the late October low to where the recent high was. Mm -hmm. And you project that same distance up from the bottom of the flag structure to obtain a target. And that gives us a target of 330 Rand per share. So to me, you know, this all looks very, very good. It's a great setup. Um, we highlighted it for traderscorner.co.za subscribers at the end of last week and said this is one to monitor for the week ahead as a possible long trade. Um, so I've gone long on the break through the top of that structure there at 301 Rand 20. Stop loss is below 290. And uh, I'm looking for a target here of 330 Rand per share. Yeah. I mean, this is a trading portfolio because one could say, okay, well, you, uh, if you're invest uh, buying Kumba and Exaro, um, you, there's a, there's an overlap because yeah. Xara will actually benefit if Kumba does well. They've got a stake in in, in session, so um, the two are somewhat correlated. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, there's a cross shareholding there, and it's a, they, they are very much sort of intertwined with one another. Um, but I've, I've entered them each on their own merits based on technicals specifically and based on the momentum that I'm seeing in the respective charts. We've got a stop loss with each. Um, the risk that we're assuming on each trade is only 1%. Uh, as you can see, the, the Xara one is now working for us. And in fact, the Kumba's also got off to a pretty good start today. So all in all, I'm happy. I'm not that bothered about having that sort of concentration risk in both stocks, yeah. uh, given the fact that the portfolio risk that we've taken on either of them is actually quite small. Yeah. Okay. Well, talk us through the mechanics of the trade. All right. So I've gone long at 301 Rand and 20 cents. That means my stop loss, uh, my stop loss, sorry, is 290 Rand. So my risk per share therefore is 11 Rand 20. 
The risk that I'm assuming here is 1% of our account. So we've got 110,000 Rand in our South African portfolio. I take 1% of that, which is 1,100 Rand, and that's what I'm willing to lose if I'm wrong on my trade here. So I take the 1,100 Rand portfolio risk, divide it by 11 Rand 20, which is our risk per share, and that gives me a number of 98 shares. So I've rounded it up to 100 CFDs. I always like to generally work in round numbers. Um, the target, as I mentioned, is 330 Rand, and my risk to reward therefore is one to two and a half. Mm. So it's a fairly decent risk to reward ratio. Um, and knowing that we've got the upward momentum on our side, et cetera, et cetera, I'm fairly confident with this one. Yeah. Are you, um, just maybe a point on this momentum, are you quite surprised or just gratified to see it? Because it's kind of been months of, um, well, so, I, you know, I don't know if, if maybe the momentum has actually been here for, for the, the resources stocks for a while now and maybe we're just catching onto this wave mm. in a latterly fashion. But yeah. um, are you surprised that there is still this momentum continuing in the market? Not entirely surprised. I mean, often when you get momentum and it gets going, it can carry on for longer than what you expect. What I'm particularly liking is the fact that we do seem to be back into a trending environment in a number of these stocks. And trading a trending environment is much easier than trading a choppy environment. And you've seen that, I mean, throughout the first half of this year, or most of this year, actually, I've battled. Um, and, and only in the last couple of months, suddenly, there's been pretty clear trends evident in a number of stocks. Yeah. And that definitely does make it easier to make calls. A, a trending market is the easiest kind of market to trade. Yeah. Well, how do the portfolios look? Because it has actually been quite active in the last couple of weeks or so. We have been fairly active and we've been fairly active in these kind of vanilla trades, which I think a lot of the viewers might appreciate because I know the option structures that we get caught up with can be a bit complicated at times. We've done a couple of fairly vanilla long or short trades over the last month or two, which I think is makes it a bit easier to follow the show, hopefully. So that's how we look with our South African portfolio at the moment. You can see the loss we took on um, Barclays Africa there. Uh, Exaro is slightly in the money. Kumba is slightly in the money as well. So we're up 11%. In fact, there's all the ones over there you could see. Mm. I can almost see a cricket umpire standing on his one leg with all the ones, the Nelson. Uh, so, so there we up 11.11% on, uh, on the South African portfolio. And then our offshore portfolio is not looking great. It's the same as what it has been for a number of weeks. We're just sitting on that S&P 500 option structure, which runs out until the 15th of December. I haven't done anything else there, but we've minus 10% on the offshore portfolio yeah. still for the year. And then just to end off with Garth, uh, a reminder that viewers can get a weekly alert. Yes, that's right. If you go to traderscorner.co.za and you go to the middle of the page, you'll see there's a link there for a free weekly email. If you just go in there and register your details, it's quick and simple to register. And then we'll send you an email on a Tuesday at around about lunchtime detailing what is coming up on the show for that week. Great. Garth, thanks as always for joining us. Garth is founder and editor of Traders Corner. This is Traders Corner in Brief. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie. And Garth, uh, Kumbas have been a sweet little performer on the market this year and you think that there is more to be had. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's been performing very nicely, particularly over the last three months or so. It's up 50% over that time period. It seems to have been consolidating into a bull flag pattern over the last two weeks and it's beginning to break to the upside of that pattern. So to me, that suggests there's another leg higher coming. So we've taken advantage of that and we've gone long a couple of CFDs for this week's show. And we'll explain all the mechanics of the trade in detail on Traders Corner this evening. There's finding opportunity and there's having opportunity find you. Spot trends and trades with a range of signals and alerts, pattern recognition technology and advanced charts. And experience the difference with IG.